I'm Alan Weiss with The Uncomfortable Truth. Today's topic, you're disadvantaged if you believe you are. There is a very fine gentleman by the name of Robert Reich. He served as Secretary of Labor. I think he served uh, in various capacities in three different presidential administrations. A professor at Harvard, very highly regarded. I could take the next 20 minutes going through his resume. I went to hear him speak once in Boston. Robert Reich is 4 feet 11 inches tall. He was rejected for the Army, I think, during Vietnam, uh, because five feet is the minimum height. And we were waiting from a packed auditorium, and uh, he was introduced, and he walked out from the wings and stood behind the lectern, and you could not see him. And there was a stunned and rather uh, awkward and embarrassed silence in the room. He had, he had started to talk, and then he suddenly stepped up on a box, and you could see him quite clearly over the lectern. And he said to us, I scared you for a minute, didn't I? And so he used his height to make a point uh, and to also have some fun with us, uh, but to show that uh, he took things in stride and that we shouldn't be so judgmental. I thought it was just a wonderful way to start. And of course, I've always respected him a great deal. There's a football player. I think his name is pronounced Shaquem Griffin. He played for the University of Central Florida, which is a very good athletic uh, collegiate football team. Uh, and now he's with the Seattle Seahawks. I mentioned him because he has one hand. Uh, he had his other hand amputated uh, when he was very small, around four years old, because of a disease. He's a defensive back. He plays with one hand, and he's excellent, and he can intercept passes. There's a fellow I know. He's with me in the Speaker Hall of Fame by the name of W. Mitchell. He's been very famous and successful for a long time. He's in a wheelchair. W. Mitchell, I think he was the mayor of a city once, uh, had a bad motorcycle accident, and then subsequent to that was an airplane crash. He, was, uh, he could pilot a, a private plane. He was burned very badly and broke a lot of uh, limbs and was partially paralyzed. And he gets around now in a wheelchair, and he goes all over the world. And uh, I'm headed for Australia tomorrow, by coincidence, where he's very popular, and he's spoken in Australia a great many times. Uh, he's a successful keynoter, and he does just fine. There's a congressman here. In fact, he's my congressman in Rhode Island named James Langevin. He goes to my church, and I often serve him a communion in church. And he comes in his powered wheelchair, uh, which is very sophisticated, and he's been in his wheelchair for quite a long time. He was accidentally shot, which paralyzed him many, many years ago. He ran for Congress, and he's been elected consistently uh, as our congressman, and he was just reelected again. These people aren't victims. They're people with talents and people with smarts, just like one would hope you and one would hope me. It's not what happens to you, it's what you do about it. That's become W. Mitchell's mantra, but the phrase has been around for a millennium. It's not what happens to you, it's what you do about it. When my son was at the University of Miami, he was uh, majoring in theater. And of course, they put on plays in the theater down there, uh, paying performances, and, and uh, this wasn't just for credit. People came from far and wide to see them, as did my wife and I to support the school and to support him. Uh, and it's a very excellent theater department. And when he was a senior, the play that they were doing was The Grapes of Wrath, which I consider the great American novel, even more than, say, The Great Gatsby. And uh, Jason, of course, was up for the lead, uh, Tom Joe, and he didn't get it. Not only didn't he get the lead, as a senior in the drama department, who had been acting for the three and a half prior years, but they brought in a graduate student from outside the department to play the role. And so Jason called me, and uh, he called here, and he said to my wife, can I speak to Dad? And those of you who have children know, 
Whenever any of your children call and say, can I speak to dad? It's never, ever, ever good news. I said, Jay, what's up? And he told me what happened. And I said to him, what can I do for you? How can I help? And he said, well, tell me how to feel about all this. I said, well, how do you feel? He said, I feel betrayed. I feel sad. I feel outraged. I feel that I've been mistreated. And I said, well, that's how I'd feel too. He said, what? I said, look, feelings are real. Feelings are feelings. If that's how you feel, that's how you feel. It's not how you should feel. It's how you feel. And I heard this exhalation of breath. I had verified and validated that his feelings were fine. But then I said to him, now, what do you do about it? He said, what do you mean? I said, well, you could go to the dean and protest. You could tell your friends not to see the play. You could boycott it. Or you could take a subordinate role and do the very best you could. And he did the final. He took a subordinate role. and He did very well in the play. And he told me subsequently that he realized he wasn't right for Tom Job, that the guy they brought in was the right guy. It's not what happens to you in life. It's what you choose to do about it. I emphasize your choice, what you choose to do about it. I deal with people in my community all over the globe who are in the midst of all kinds of problems. Illnesses and divorces and relationship problems and alienation from their children and affairs and even sometimes ethical problems and even criminal problems. I help everyone as best I can, as long as they want to do something about it. Two people particularly are battling very serious forms of cancer, and they're an inspiration to all the rest of us. One of them is having her best year ever. We all have talents, we all have abilities, and we can persevere and we can achieve and succeed if we choose to. If you lose a sale, or somebody gives you a poor review of a book, are you devastated? These other people aren't. Your choice is to be positive and look for ways to succeed or give up and become a victim. Both are choices. They're up to you, not anyone else. They're up to you. You can listen to whomever you like, somebody who preaches victimization or somebody who says, get up off the ground and start walking. Pain is inevitable in life, but suffering is voluntary. If you want enemies, quote unquote, you'll find enemies. If you seek polarization, it's there for you. If you believe the world is against you, then it is. But I'll remind you that Beethoven was deaf when he composed some of his greatest work. And Stephen Hawking was hugely productive right up to the end of his life. You're disadvantaged if you believe you're disadvantaged. If you think you're disadvantaged, then you probably are. If you don't protect your food, is it the dog's fault when the dog steals it? If you raise your hand to speak out, but someone just speaks out without raising their hand first, what do you do? Do you keep to yourself? Do you get resentful? Do you take umbrage? Or next time, do you speak up first? Unlike most pursuits, if you think you're a victim, don't try to get good at it. That, my friends, is the uncomfortable truth.